Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What do you eat? Your choices can transform the world. This applies to everything from the news you take in to the stores you shop at, but this is particularly true when it comes to the food you eat. Erwin Adam urges us to look at what happens before our meals are on our plates. Welcome to the conversation piece. This is Erwin Adam, a creative scientist and food futurist. Good evening. I'm Dr. Erwin Adam, founder and creative scientist at Future Food Studio based here in Toronto. So to start things off, I'd like to ask everybody, who here eats? I I need another round of that because I'm I'm questioning the species of some of the folks around here (laughs) if they're not eating. If there's anything you remember from what I'm about to talk to you about today, because I'm going to go on a bit of a rant, every mouth in this room is going to transform our world tomorrow. Again, every single mouth in this room is transforming the world of tomorrow. Everything you eat, everything you consume, changes not only yourself, but also the world around you. As the founder and creative scientist, this made-up title, of uh, Future Food Studio, I get to have the privilege of leading an interdisciplinary team of creatives, whether that's designers, architects. Um, I work with technologists, chemists, chefs, engineers, and we really bring together all our different perspectives to reimagine the future of food and eating. A lot of the work that we do revolves around creating what we describe as moments of delight that create food intent and food consciousness, whether those are edible clouds, you know, reimagining the way we can experience taste and flavor, or creating systems that allow us to taste data. What does that even mean? How can you interpret in a quantitative way the world around you through the sense of taste and potentially the sense of flavor? This journey, though, has really led us into diving deeper and deeper into the systems that our eating experiences are really built on, and really exploring the fundamentals of not only how food works today, but how food is changing today, and how it'll be transformed tomorrow. The way we break that up is really into kind of three different areas. First, we think about what is food? Then we consider how food is made or how it's produced. And then we consider how we experience food. So I'll give you a little bit of a tour of what those three areas look like and really kind of reinterpret what you think about food as not just these changes happening tomorrow in the future, but really things that are happening today. 
One of the biggest questions in what is food today, and one of the areas of interest, is really looking at the way we consume protein. We currently consume hundreds of millions of kilograms of animal products on an annual basis. But we know that from a fundamental systems level, it doesn't really make sense. 15,000 kilograms of water are needed to make one kilogram of beef. Does that make sense? 30% or a third of our arable land in the world is used to create food for animals, which then we take those animals and then we have to process them to eat. It's a very inefficient process. So we really do consider this diversification of protein and really start looking into new sources of proteins. Whether those are plant-based proteins, we're seeing some incredible emergent companies coming up out of California right now that are exploring how we can use plants in order to create the, the protein products like eggs, meat, um, dairy that we're so accustomed to consuming but really have these uns unsustainable processes built around. We also see a lot of emerging companies, possibly over 100 in the last year or two, that are looking at using insects as a source of protein, creating protein-based flowers so we can have protein bars or, or put this protein into all kinds of food that we're eating. And really, for a lot of North Americans, you know, folks are a little bit concerned. They're like, well, why would I want to eat insects? But the realities are about 2 billion people in the world today consume insects on a daily basis. There's a far more sustainable, far more efficient process of you know, getting protein into our bodies. Then kind of taking a bit of a leap and thinking to the actual things that we do on a daily basis. How many of you had a bottle of water today? Come on, more than one person. There we go. <laughs> I'm really going to judge you now. Um, and I'm going to make you really feel bad about yourself. But it's true. I do this myself, right? One bottle of water, if you were to fill it up a third of the way or a quarter of the way with oil, that's how much petroleum product was used to make that bottle. 50 billion plastic bottles are being used today, and it really makes you just look yourself in the mirror and say, does this make sense? Hopefully the answer is no, but maybe it does. Um, and so that has led to another area of interest, which is really around edible packaging. You know, what are materials that we can use in order to completely transform the way that we package consumer goods and actually make them so that they don't have this horrific impact on the environment? Let's jump into how we make food. We see a lot of research exploring closed system farming. Perhaps some of you have seen some of these kind of boxes that can be plopped down anywhere in a city and we can start growing crops in them. This is a really great idea and really exciting. But again, if you actually start jumping into the math of it, it doesn't always make sense because it turns out the sun and the rain are really good at growing things, really efficient, regardless of, of any arguments around LED lighting and, and power efficiency, the sun is real good. Um, we're starting to see small farmers have more opportunities in terms of uh, growing out their businesses because they have access to technologies like drones and robots to come and help perform the functions of their fields. We're seeing scientists bring technologies from tissue engineering and start creating lab-cultured meat and lab-cultured milk. And we're starting to see the implementation of tools like 3D printing in order to actually create those structures that we need to, say, have a steak that didn't necessarily come from a cow. So everything that I'm presenting to you today really is meant to be a thought starter for yourself and for you to really consider 
how your mouth will affect the world around you and how it not only will transform yourself, but how it transforms the world tomorrow. Thank you. Erwin Adams spoke at the Walrus Talks disruption in 2017, and he's just one of the over 800 fantastic Canadians who have walked, wheeled, and webcammed onto the stage at the Walrus Talks. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a starred review on Apple iTunes and share this episode with your friends. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.